0: Hey, beautiful people! Welcome back to Love & Light. It's your girl, Si, Sienna, Mamacita. You know who it is. Welcome back to another episode, or welcome if this is your first time. Love & Light is a podcast about life. I try my best to be, share, and experience love and light in all of its forms. As we navigate life, why not try to process things through the lens of love? This space is me documenting my life, my experiences, And building a community rooted in authenticity today's topic is again friends with benefits and it's our first ever group episode i have some very dear beautiful friends of mine rafiq anaya khalib and desi and i'm gonna let them go around and introduce themselves so rafiq
1: thank you for having me on sienna um uh, my name is rafiq um, I've known Sienna since I was a junior in high school and she was a sophomore. Um, yeah. And I, it was just, it was kind of just an organic friendship. We just, we just always been, you know, pretty, pretty good friends since then. Super, super supportive friend. One of the best mm-hmm. around. Um, I was really excited to, to get on, on this episode just because, uh, when, you know, when we start talking about friends with benefits, I feel like it's one of those terms that everyone's familiar with, but, uh, nobody ever really knows how to define. Uh, so I always really like talking to people about um, what those definitions or what that definition might be for them in their own personal life, uh, as well as just allowing those kind of conversations to provide some perspective for me as, a, as an individual, and kind of grow my kind of understanding of what that looks like. So, yeah.
0: Yes, we listen, we learn, and we love together. I love that. So next up, thank you, all of you, um, for being here. And next up is Anaya.
2: Hi, my name's Anaya. Um, Thank you for having me. I met Sienna my freshman year of high school, so we've been friends since freshman year of high school, and it's been a great friendship, very supportive, and just following her on social media, you can get a sense of who she is genuinely, and um, seeing all the things that she posts about as far as health and well-being, um, it was always very important to me, and I'm very happy that you have this podcast now, because I think people need to hear these things. Yeah. Um, Why was I interested in joining this? I genuinely want to have a conversation about the difference between friends with benefits and boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that it's something that our generation really needs to think about, especially when we're looking at, you know, the failures of relationships as far as marriage goes currently. Um, And I think that, yeah, I hope we get into it, but I think that it'll be interesting to talk about um, what it actually means to be a friend with benefits. No, that's
0: facts. There's so many situationships, relationships, entanglements. There's too many of these things that like, we just need... Not
3: entanglements.
0: (laughs) Entanglements. We just need definitions. Um, And I actually, all of us have, me respectively, have been friends with all of y'all for about a decade. That's that's wild. We're too young for that, but okay. Um, next up is Khalib.
4: Hello, hello.
3: As everyone else has said, thank you for having me, friend. I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name is K-Kaleeb. Uh I met Sienna, as Sienna said, 10 years ago when we were in a program in middle school that prepares low-income students of color for Immersion into, into private schools across New England. So we did that when we were 12. Now we're 22. <laughs> um, yes. And I have watched you grow into such an amazing, uh, wise person who is always willing to share your, your, your wisdom and experiences with others. And I'm here to sort of help you do that. I really support your vision and I love this podcast. And I'm so glad you've been able to move your Instagram story platform to an even larger one. And I'm excited to dive into this conversation. As Anaya said, I think our, our generation really has to be more open to having these these kinds of conversations about the nature of our relationships, especially because I think the generations above us did not, and we're watching that unfold, as we know, like one in two marriages end in divorce, so like there's something wrong and how we're talking about our interpersonal relationships, so I think the younger you are and start thinking critically about it, the better, so I'm excited to dive in
0: yay i love no that's a fact right one and two are divorced but how many are separated and never legally divorced right
3: mm-hmm. how are, and how many are just staying and married but hate it and hate each other
0: <laughs> married and bitter like yeah. <laughs> literally though married and sleeping in different rooms like it's crazy it's absolutely absurd so I love that I love this platform I love all of you and last but not least is my girl Desi
5: hello thank you for having me um yeah so I'm Destiny aka Desi whichever you wish to call me um I met Sienna also when she was 12 and I was like or she was 13 at the time, I was 12, when we were both in the same program as Khalifa as well, uh, Prep for Prep, preparing us for boarding schools. And then we reconnected in college when we both went to Oxy. So she's been in my life for a very long time now. Gang gang. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, and so she invited me to this um, conversation that I'm super excited to have. And I think it's really important because echoing off of what everyone's kind of been saying, like being so, you know, in the prime of our life right now, um, really defining our relationships is going to be really important. And I've been in my fair share of very different types of relationships. Um, And I think it's very important to like be communicative about what these mean. And because they can be so nuanced and undefined, I think it's really important to provide yourself with. What you need and having these kind of conversations really
0: allows folks to do that. Yay! I love this. Gotcha. This, is, this is like a dope group of people. I love them all. I will link all of their. Instas, Twitters, anything that they want to promote to you all um, in the description of this. And it, I'll probably do a post on Insta so you can check them all out. I'll tag them. So now I'm just going to open up the floor. You all listened to my like solo episode on this. So do you have any like initial thoughts or reactions about
2: things I said, things people ask? Yeah, okay. All right. I think that most of what you said, I, I agreed with. Um, one thing that I thought was iffy was talking to someone who you're not compatible with. I was like, oh. mm-hmm. I don't know if that even works for me with friends with benefits. Like, just because it has to be a friendship. And if I'm not compatible with that person, <laughs> I'm, I'm the type of person that I, I don't want to be friends with people I'm not compatible with, which mm-hmm. is messed up. And something that I should probably work on But that's the one thing I was like, hmm. And also compatibility um, is so important when it comes to physical intimacy for me, Mm -hmm. just because I'm the type of person like, I like to laugh. Like, I like to be (laughs) jokey sometimes. too, And you can't really do that if you don't feel like comfortable or even compatible with that person.
0: I hear that. So for me... This there's one person in particular that I was thinking about when I said that, and I not in a superior way, but like we are friends. We can joke, we can get along, we have similar interests. We like cooking and things like that. Um, You know, he's mixed and he's Latinx and things of that nature. So like we have a cultural thing, but he is very conservative, and we have a lot of conversations where we and they are conversations, but we just disagree, right? Um, and, like, we talk about transphobia and fat phobia and like what being an ally means and all of those things, and we have different viewpoints, and at the core, like I know I could never be your life partner. It would never work i 'm not interested in that, but you 're hot you 're funny, you make me laugh you 're good in bed like we 're compatible as friends we 're compatible sexually, we 're compatible as two people in this time period, like navigating LA together, both from the East Coast. But as a person who like I would want to have to establish a life with, it's not it. But because I knew you're not that person for me, I was able to fully enjoy who he was to me without wanting more or feeling like it was unbalanced.
2: That's so interesting. I think that's something that I personally have to work on. I'm just a very the political is personal. So if I have a political conversation with you and I'm not compatible with you, I literally will just stop talking to you. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I, I don't know, it's just a lot of the times too, I just feel like as a black woman, it makes me just feel like, damn, that's unsu- Like I don't know. It's just like you're, you're, my identity has been harmed because people hold these things to be true. And it's something that I am working on. And I think especially in like the current political landscape, it's really hard, but it is important to be able to, like, have those bridges. No, I really think hard. also,
3: this is such an interesting point, too, because I was thinking about, like, a recent Friends with Benefits thing that I was having that I was talking to Sienna about at length forever. If you remember on the flight to uh, I know exactly to Sicily, what we were talking there. about. And it was interesting because there was, it was definitely a world where, like, if that had started off as something that was explicitly, like, a romantic pursuit, like, it would have been clipped very quickly because there were all these like, little incompatibilities that just like, weren't really a big deal if it's like text, link, hang out, you know, you guys can talk and you have a good time and then you leave versus when you start to think about yourself in a relationship with this person, it's like, oh, so now we're like linked at the hip. Like, now we have to actually move as a payer. Like, now I have to consider you all the time. And those little things became much bigger. And what was interesting about that was that I didn't think it was a big deal, but when we were, we, we were doing this friends with benefits thing for so long, and then it kind of reached this plateau of, like, okay, what's going to happen next? And it was those incompatibilities that became much larger. And, like, they were really nuanced too. Like, it wasn't, like, as, I feel like, explicit as, like, you know, when we talked about things like, let's say, transphobia or racism or allyship, on the baseline, it always felt like we were on the same page. But then you got more to those little things. And, like,
4: mm-hmm.
3: he was very rich. And, like very privileged and those things started to show themselves more and they were never a big deal if you're hanging out on Tuesday and then you're seeing to the Friday. Like, but as soon as it started to think about what a relationship would actually look like, it kind of fell apart. And what, what what I was thinking about when you brought up that part in your episode was that although I approached it in this way because I knew, okay, we have these things that aren't in common, like why would it ever like bubble up into like, into a more serious thing? He wasn't on that same page. so. That's where he got, and I was already like, "Oh, I'm not there because we don't agree on these things." And then it kind of imploded. So I don't know. I agree with both you and, and Anaya and that I, as soon as I like feel those those tensions, like I'm immediately dismissive of it as something that actually could go, for, could, could go forward like in a romantic sense but i could still you know play around with it but then that becomes a, a problem when the, the, the other person isn't on that
0: page oh yeah no that's a fact right Commun- like it sounds so cliche but it really is true like communication has to be there i will say also the reason why i said that and i said it in response to how do you not catch feelings me being a pisces being hyper emotional Having been codependent in the past, like, I am probably the worst candidate to be a friends with benefits because I have all of these strings attached. And so if I found a way to not have strings attached for me, then, like, everyone has to be able to find a way if they want to, right? And so... For me, it was knowing like, I don't want a relationship in this moment of my life in general, not even just with this specific person. But when they came into my life, I was like, how can I enjoy you for where you're at and enjoy myself for where I'm at without fantasizing or kind of leading myself on to be like, and then one day down the road. No, right? And for me, it was like, if I know I don't want that one day with you, but I want today with you then it was beautiful and it worked really well for me.
2: Yeah, like, I think that question was really interesting to me. Like, how do you not catch feelings? Because it is the hardest part. But I think that something that's helped me is just being very truthful about it. Like, you're gonna catch feelings. That's just the type of person I am, at least. Like, even when it's friends with benefits, I know that I'm gonna catch feelings. But it's being aware of those feelings and how they're manifesting. And I think that's why I've appreciated having friends with benefits as opposed to boyfriend-girlfriend. Because then I feel like, When it's boyfriend, girlfriend, sometimes I feel entitled to it because of like this, I don't know, false ownership and possession thing. But because it's friends with benefits, it's like, oh, no, like you're feeling jealous. But why are you feeling jealous? And then I have to sit with myself and reflect on that. Um, So I think that my advice um, and I was thinking through this, like how to like it's just to be honest about the feelings that you're having and like knowing how and when to communicate those feelings, because like there might be some feelings like 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 dad, like I could see myself like having kids with this person. You might not want to share that because you guys agreed that it was friends with benefits. But if you, if you, if they're talking to you about other people that they're getting with and it's making you feel uncomfortable and jealous, like, then that's something that you might want to communicate with them about. Like, you know, I understand our situation, but like, you know, that does kind of make me feel away. So just let's not talk about that, you know, or let's like, find a way to like work through that.
0: No, that's facts. I also think emotions have become this like really bad thing. Like it's been weaponized to be like, you're emotional. And it's like, you're right, I am. What about it? Like, what's your point? Right. Because like I have emotions for all of my friends. You know what I mean? Like purely platonically, like I love all of my friends. I have emotions with all of my friends. I'm always gonna be invested. So if you're adding physicality onto that, why would we think that no new emotions are gonna arise or that different motion different emotions? Are gonna get like thrown into the mix so yeah i don't think that having feelings are a bad thing i mean the title of this podcast is love like what can i (laughs) it's love and light like i am a very emotional person i'm all for connecting and feeling those emotions um Mm -hmm. but i also think like don't play yourself and that's also i think where it was coming in is like don't go into this friends with benefits I wouldn't recommend for me at least going into a Friends with Benefits Mm -hmm. with my crush that I know I want more with and I know he doesn't want more. Now I'm playing myself. Now I'm settling to be like, all right, well, at least I'm getting the physical satisfaction. But in my head, I know that I want more. I know that I'm setting myself up to fantasize about how good of a partner they would be and how cute we would look together and making all of these memories to then eventually have it be clipped because something went wrong, you know? Yeah.
5: I mean, I feel like it's, and it's kind of cliche maybe to say, but it really comes down to like communication, right? Because you said it best, like you're not, you're going into a very different kind of relationship with this person when first, like when y'all were just friends and, you know, when you're just friends, like, yes, you have love for this person. Like you care for them. All that's there. Now you're adding a little sprinkle of something else called, sex on top of that that's a fact. like that's <laughs> clearly going to change y'all's dynamic and that doesn't mean like okay now you're going to fall in love with this person but you know if somewhere down the line like that does start to happen right and you do like you're you're dyna- your emotions for this person are changing in a way that you know they're not gonna get to or they don't want to get to like if that's where you really need to sit with yourself and then sit with this person and be like, Hey, I'm not getting what I need out of this anymore. And I'm not going to torture myself and put myself through something that I know isn't going to provide me with what I want in the long term." Mm-hmm. And you know, that doesn't mean like you have to cut this person out of your life now. Like it just means like you got to dial it back for yourself. And I think that's, you know, what, emotions are natural and they shouldn't be you shouldn't be expected to not have them yeah um and especially with someone who's supposed to be like your friend like they should value that right Mm -hmm. and just you should and I say should right because some in a good relationship this is how it would work yeah um and so yeah I think it really just boils down to like being honest with yourself and honest with the person you're engaging with because then it's just not going to work and it's just going to crumble and be, get ugly when it doesn't maybe have to.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I have a question for all y'all because this is making me think about one guy in particular where I asked him to be a friends with benefits and he was pretty much like, I'm actually two people now in mind where they were like, I'm down, but I don't want you to catch feelings. Have you ever <laughs> been told that, or have you ever been the person to say that? I've been told that actually. And I was just like, Sir, how do you know how I'm going to react? Like,
5: mentally, magic dicks. That's what it is. No, literally, I mean, it was exactly that. We were dating, like, dating, I guess, throughout the summer. Um, but for me, I was going back to college. I was like, This is not going to be anything further than a summer fling, friends of benefits type of situation. hmm. And, you know, that started, like, going out, enjoying each other's company, and, like, that part of it was going great. And then the minute we were supposed to, like, get physical, he he was like, I got to go because you're going to catch feelings, and, you know, um, I don't want to put you through that. And I was like, (laughs) sure. I just wanted to get digged down. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I got my parents over there. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I was just like, how could you assume that once we crossed that line, I was going to magically want to marry you? Like, Mm -hmm. please explain. And after that, I was like, okay, if if that's, those are the assumptions you're going to make and all that. Like, we're done. Cause like, I'm not going to, try to make you believe that i'm in a different i was like honestly i think it was because
0: you were gonna catch feelings but
4: whoop, this is what i have to
3: say,
0: I what I have I to say
4: about that. because i'm
3: okay. tight too i'm tight
0: i'm tight <laughs> <laughs> go off babe what's up
3: because this i had a similar this wasn't my own situation but two of my close friends were hooking up like a couple months ago back at school and you know everything was calm everything was chill and the man friend he came to me and he was like, yo, like, you know, I want to make sure everything, like, I'm having fun with, you know, this person, but I want to make sure everything is right because I don't want them to catch feelings. And I had to call him out and be like, why do you, who do you think you are? Like, and I couldn't tell him this, like, fully, but I wanted to let him know that, like, you know, he's kind of a clown-ass nigga, like, he's kind of jokes. Like, the whole point is that, like, he's not a culpable person for this person at all. And, like, that was so explicitly said to me from the other person, like, from Jump, it was, like, ha, 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 like, I would never cuff this person. So, like, that assumption that men think that, like, that it's such a gender thing because it's men, like, assuming that women have these higher, like, level of emotions. And as soon as that happened, like, I knew this thing would blow up, but hilariously enough, you know, it kept happening and then it blew up. But, like, that assumption in itself is just so presumptuous and like who do you think you are like you have a bad personality anyway
0: ah! i'm screaming Rafik. you have been quiet but you smiled when i asked the question so i'm gonna kind of call you out to hop on and see what's up
1: look um no i, I hear everything that y'all are saying um and saying- no 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 like i i'll say this i i completely agree with the idea that the number one you should not do in, in a friends with benefits sort of situation is make assumptions, right? So um, I do think it's weird for people to get hung up on the idea It's like, oh, I don't want to try this if you're gonna catch feelings, because it's like you're denying someone a level of agency that way. If you're not allowing for them to just see, like, see where things go. Like, if someone, I feel like at the end of the day, if someone is coming out to you and expressing some level of uh, of emotions or feeling towards you that they would want to get involved with you in that way. You should probably trust them to decide for themselves, like um, whether or not it's too much at any at any given point. I, I will also say though that from personal experience, I have been in this situation where there may be somebody that uh, I may have had this sort of friends with benefits situation start with, and later on down the line, um, relatively like in, in, in an unsuspecting sort of manner, I may be confronted with. Uh, <laughs> with with a different story later that hey look you know when we started this i i thought that i could just be in and in and out but now Mm -hmm. so and so you know um and that i'd say at least from someone who's been on that end of things a couple times that can be a little disconcerting because you know people get involved in these kind of things for for different reasons maybe it's just that you're not ready for a relationship maybe it's just that, that uh, you have no aspirations to ever be in a relationship for whatever reason that may be. Mm-hmm. And it can be, it can be tough sometimes when you start something and someone wants to relatively quickly make it something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it kind of puts you in, in a situation where you're, you're left thinking like, well, I definitely don't want that, but I also don't want to hurt this person that I've grown to have at least a, a decent working relationship with.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I, I'm, totally, I'm totally for the idea that like, you, should not, um, you should not be trying to make decisions for other people. But I think there is a, there, there is a conversation to be had about the fact that like, humans are fickle. We, we, we're for one thing one day and another thing the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there should be grace given to people who change their minds, there also needs to be grace given to people who aren't prepared for that change. You know what I mean?
0: That's true. And I hear that a thousand percent. And also, how do you know you're not going to be the person to change your mind? You know, I think that's honestly my issue with the people being like, I'm down, but I don't want you to get attached. I know me. And again, I get into these things with people who I know I don't want. I don't want you in that way. We're good, sweetheart. I promise you, it's not going to come from my end. Like, I've made the decision that you would not be my partner, right? So the emotions that I feel, I might get stronger emotions towards you. Yeah, we're being physical. We're talking more. We're spending more time together. But those core things that disqualified you from being a life partner are not going to change. Those are core values to you. Those are, you know, not that you're a bad person, but we just wouldn't work like that. I've only heard it from men. Like even my friends who have been in friends with benefits with other people, um, kind of like what Kaliba is saying, right? When you're hearing the tea and they're like, I'm really enjoying this, but, like, I don't want her to get attached. And, again, it's just like, how do you know you're not going to? And they're like, ah, oh, well, then I just know. And I'm like, so why don't you trust her when she says I'm not going to get attached? There's, like, you know, that imbalance. No, there's,
1: I, I, just I was going to say, like, there's, there's no doubt that, um, by far, uh, if, if there's anyone who's going to say something like that, um, usually, I, if we're speaking heteronormatively, like usually, it's going to be the guy, um, and I and I just attribute that to just general like hi- hypermasculinity. That like guys, generally speaking, like there there there's this pretense that unless we set out to be in a relationship, that we're not going to feel as though we're in a relationship. Because then you're simping and you know you care too much and stuff like that. That's all stupid. That's all BS. No, I I fully see that. I'm just saying that um, that ultimately, I think. There, the difficulty I think with friends with benefits at the end of the day is just that, um, there's a thin line, you know, there's a, like everyone always said, like my, my, my pops is always saying to me that, you know, uh, you, you'll know the woman that you want to marry. This is assuming that I want to get married, but you'll know the woman that, uh, that you want to marry, um, because she will be your best friend. Right. And so I think there, there's always this thin line between like, Ideally, yes, the person that you would want to spend, you know, the majority of your time with, at least at a given point in your life, like, that would be somebody that you get along well with. And so it can be, I, I, I just think that it's natural for it to be difficult for people to always draw that line in the sand and sort of under a certain, uh, certain like, time-related parameters. Um, but, um, but that does make it complicated, I think, at the end of the day, that, like, yeah, I think that people are always sort of bound to find themselves in two different places. And maybe that's just the nature of being friends who benefit to somebody. Um, but I think that there's a legitimate concern, at least, for people who may not want to deal with that complication.
2: I would just like to add a little bit of paprika, because it's not necessary, but anything, <laughs> <laughs> everything has been But, um, okay, first, as far as the heteronormative thing, I have been the one to say that to people before. And it's only just to shake things up. It's not because I actually care if they catch feelings or not. It's just because typically, typically when I'm dealing with men, they want to be like, oh, you don't catch feelings. and I'm like, sir, I'm never the one to really be catching feelings. Like, my experience has actually been the reverse like I've literally been with a guy once and then he wanted to marry me no 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 joke like this was I'm not like saying he wanted to marry me he wanted to take me to the masjid and go get married like he was like let's get married and I was just like no sir and this is like a very common experience for me. screaming it's a very common experience for Anaya So the way I feel about men is just that, you know, they say that women are the ones catching feelings, but perhaps they just don't know what feelings are or how to identify them because I think they are in fact the ones catching feelings. And last thing, I think there is this false like dichotomy that like you can be friends with benefits without feelings. Like we're human. No, that's
4: a fact. Sex sex comes with
2: feelings. So the conversation for me usually has to be more like, Let's not try to get too relationshipy. And yeah. I think that's, and then <laughs> that's when I like, I'm just being honest with you. Cause like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm definitely going to feel very intertwined with you if we're friends and we're having sex, you know, like, I just think it's inevitable not to have feelings. And that's something that people have to get comfortable with. And it's more about, okay, well, I don't want feelings to lead to this. And then having explicit actions that you don't want.
0: That's All right. So one, Anaya has sauce is what I'm hearing. She said multiple times. Let's note that. But on top of that, I have a question though, because I think we all agree that like feelings are inherent and your goal should not be to not have feelings, but simple versus complicated. Have you ever had a friends with benefits that you truly thought this was just a simple relationship?
5: Yeah, I've had, you know, I've had um, friends with benefits that were like, I guess perfect in the realm of uh, friends benefits where it was like, we were really good friends. We've been friends for years. Like the friendship side of things never changed. Mm -hmm. And then we were just physical with each other on top of that. And Mm -hmm. physical side, you know, it was fun. And it was good because like we knew each other as people really well. And so communicating like the sexual side of things was really easy. Like, and you know, we still gave each other the freedom to do whatever else we wanted. But then, you know, when we were hanging out with other friends, it was normal, right? There was no, it was just like, I guess, as easygoing as possible, which was great. And then when it was done, it was just like, okay, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like, I'm not there. I'm not in the place for whatever the reason may be. And it was like, cool. And we just resumed friends. Like, it was perfect. I've had like two of those. It was, oh, That's like the beautiful. the Lord's like this.
4: That <laughs> sounds great.
5: It was. I was like, wow. And it's I'm like, right oh. of that? yeah i was like <laughs> it was like a simple easy like straightforward as possible i was like wow so you just you like me but you like the booty too i'm okay with that wow um but yeah but then i've also had situations where it got really complicated cough cough my now ex <laughs> sienna knows the story um Ooh, god bless where that was like a year and some time plus situation where it was like we were good friends then I, I caught feelings first and I communicated that and then he was more so on the denial end of feelings but then was like mm-hmm. he couldn't do the friends with benefits stuff and then he, so we he stopped and then it went back and forth then again on and off on and off and that just got super complicated and really like taxing um yeah, I played ping pong that was
4: like a yeah ping yeah ping pong.
5: I mean, eventually it played out, I guess, because we got into a relationship for almost a year, which is great. Um, But the leading up was super messy. And I think it just kind of came down to like, why was it so complicated? Because it was just like the needs always switched. And it was never like, what are we going to actually do and follow through with what we're going to do? Mm-hmm. um so i think that's a big part of like when things like this get complicated you really need to follow through with
0: your decisions because if you don't
5: it'll be ping pong for a year and a half.
0: <laughs> can we just make that like a life disclaimer follow through is what's gonna get you somewhere is what's yeah. gonna get you to where you want to go in relationships or not so many people lack follow through for themselves nonetheless for someone else but okay yeah. um Right? Okay, well, wait, no, I want to hear about the rest of y'all. Have you ever had a simple friends with benefits?
3: Uh, I'm, like, really trying to rack my brain.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm, I'm having, like, a little success, for being honest, which is interesting.
4: Right? But I guess I have
3: a quick question to throw into the mix, is that even the friends with benefits that I referenced earlier, I'm wondering if it really counts, because can a friends with benefits start off as not friends? Just the benefits, but then you never take it to like a romantic serious place and you become friends throughout that and you're just like hooking up as friends. Like because I feel like although that might be friends with benefits, like the specific thing we're talking about is t- transferring a friendship into something that's more, but not more than what it is.
0: You switch from hookup buddies to friends with benefits, it sounds like to me. Yeah. Went from like I like the physical to so like, oh, shit, but you're also kind of a cool person.
3: Yeah, now we're linking, now our friend groups are mixing, like we're hanging out now. Like, what is that? Yeah, I wonder if that's, I guess it's like another version of it. I feel like, I ask that because I feel like those fare slightly better from my experience than actually being friends and then transferring that into in something else. But neither really works for me, I've noticed, because someone catches feelings or someone wants more. And the yeah. other person does it. And I, I like believe that's always, 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 always happened.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's super fair. I think the way I defined it on the first one is like a friends with benefits is someone who you would want to keep in your life, even if the physical wasn't there. So it doesn't necessarily have to start as your friend and then you add physicality. But just like as a person, would you want them in your life outside of being physical? If the answer is yes, then I would say you're... Probably friends with benefits. You're not just hookup. I partners. like that.
4: You
0: yeah. know, I mean? <laughs> Rafik, you were gonna say something though, and you got cut off. So what's up, Bib?
1: Oh no, no problem. Uh, no, I was just gonna uh, to answer your question. I was just gonna say, um, I think definitely towards, and this might just be a sign of my own maturity, but I'd say towards the start of at least my time in college every every sort of friends benefits thing i had always ended in some some nonsense i remember
0: all the stories
1: (laughs) uh and like no and the thing is is that you know they they say you try the same thing over and over again you know expecting different results that's a sign of insanity and i if you remember i would try different things i talked to people Mm -hmm. in different ways it would never work um but like my i think i was coming up on the end of my junior year and i started talking to this uh (laughs) there's this this one fine fine lady and uh yeah it was just we because I I had basically at the I think it was like fall fall coming up on winter I basically just said you know what I'm just focusing on focusing on school for the rest of the year so I haven't really talked to anybody in a couple Mm -hmm. of months um but I was working on a paper late one night and I just we just ran into first time meeting we just ran into each other um in like the student center and I think we talked Maybe be for a day or two after that and stuff just popped up from there. And yeah, that was probably one of the smoothest, uh, sort of friends with benefits thing I- I'd ever had. I don't know if it was just cause we had, as we were, you know, doing our thing we were getting to know one another as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it was just that she kind of, I-, I guess like, she kind of had her intentions for being there. I had my own, you know, I was, I was fine with getting to know somebody new, but at the same time, like, we were coming up on the end of the school year and I already knew where I was gonna be for the summer and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't gonna be on campus where she was gonna be. So it might've just been that. Um, we ended up like after post summer, somewhere into my senior year, like we ended up linking back up again for a short while, but it, w- it never worked the same way that it did before. And I don't mm-hmm. know, I look back on that now, I kind of wonder, was it just that like, again, like was it that I was coming up on the end of my college career. And so I wasn't necessarily, looking to progress it any further. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just that the circumstances had changed. You know, it was a different year. Again, goals had changed as it pertains to like what she was looking to do in the next year and what I was. Because mm-hmm. uh, she was she was an underclassman. Um so yeah, yeah. But both times that the things happened, it, it was it was relatively seamless. Like we never fought. We never really argued. Like when things ended both times, it was really organic. It was just kind of like, yeah, you know, stuff popped up. I mean admittedly there was some shenanigans on her end but i think i think uh shenanigans i love that (laughs) long story short she the second time that we had linked up it was like as she was coming out of a relationship with this guy that she had apparently started because she mm, i'm really getting into the weeds of this she apparently was annoyed at me because um even though we had like, agree to end things the previous summer because yeah. of my job and everything like that. I think she she ended up saying that she expected me to fight harder to keep things going. And just never voice that to me. She just like, oh, like when we had that conversation in June, you said, Oh, you said that, you know, uh, it's probably better this way and stuff like that. And I was like, and so did you. And she was like, but I wasn't being truthful. And I was like, I I, I don't know how I was supposed to know that. Yeah, um, right. well, but as after we we linked back up again, the more shenanigans not I was I wasn't really phased by it the second the second time around, just because uh, like she had basically gotten out of the relationship, but very soon later was back in it and just didn't tell me. And I, I, I the, the time the times that we the, the short period that we had linked back up, like I looked at it as a momentary thing. So I wasn't upset when I found out I was just a little confused because she was. She was talking all this mess about how, oh, like I'm totally over him. Like, you know, I, I'm like I'm interested to see like where things go up until graduation. Because again, I was graduating and stuff
0: like that, and I was just kind of like, okay, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so uninterested. You were like, all right, this is fine. Well, no, because the thing is, is that, I, I, and
1: I feel like this is a, an important uh, lesson, just uh, all around as it pertains to friends benefits, is that like when somebody lets you know who they are, believe them. You know what I mean? And so the first time around, um, after things had, cause things didn't really sour. Cause when I saw her around the next year, like I thought we were cool. It was only when we had started to talk um, more regularly in the middle of the year that she had like, revealed to me that she was kind of annoyed that I hadn't like tried to fight for things to go on through the summer. And I was just kind of like, I was working a job. You were in the scholarship program. We were like three hours away from one another. I came to, you know, I came back to the area maybe twice that summer. So I was just like, I don't know what you were expecting of me. And if you didn't voice any sort of discomfort with how we left things at that time, then mm-hmm. how could I have even, even if I wanted to keep things going, how could I have known that that would have been an appropriate thing to really fight for? Yeah, um, no,
0: people aren't mind readers. Like, and I think the two things that I'm getting from that one is again communication, communication, communication. Because, like, what you want in your friends with benefits is valid. Your friends with benefits don't have to look like your past friends with benefits, don't have to look like your friends' friends with benefits, don't have to look like your ex's friends with benefits that so you're trying to compete with, but you shouldn't. Like, it doesn't have to look like anything. What you want in that relationship is totally valid. And you got to make sure the other person in this relationship with you is aware of that and wants the same things. Like that's, you know, but I'm also hearing, and I want to pose this question to the group. Is a successful friends with benefits one that accepts the expiration
1: date? I'll just say real quick for me, at least uh, at this point, yes. Like for me, I don't necessarily look back on what were the, what were the most like, I don't know, um, exciting, riveting, like, um, moments Mm -hmm. because like there are moments, there's some people, I'll tell you this, there's some people that I had a friends with benefits thing in the past that ended terribly. We don't talk anymore. I don't look for her. She don't look for me, whatever, whatever. But when it was happening, it was, it was it. It was was great. It it was great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So I appreciate those, but I appreciate those in a different way that it's like, look, if we saw each other today, we probably wouldn't say words to one another, but I respect you for the time we had with one another. Mm-hmm. But in the case of, of this girl and um, some of the other girls that, that I've, I've been lucky enough to, to get involved with in that way in, in the past, like some, I, I, I have a, a different kind of appreciation and possibly maybe a, a higher level of appreciation for just like somebody, we came in, we knew you know where we were at, what. Might work, what couldn't work. And when it was all said and done, we maybe not everything happened perfectly on each other's side, but we were accepting of that. I, I have an appreciation for something like that because I can at least look at that person and be like, there were no surprises if everything just kind of went, everything happened organically. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting question because I've been thinking a lot
3: about a very specific scenario that, so I'll just explain what it is. So my freshman fall, um okay. the first person I like ever met on campus, we started having a thing. Filled out very naturally after a couple of months. Um and then we actually became very close friends much later on in college because mm-hmm. we, we joined a student or like a like an occupied group. So, you know you get very close in occupied groups. And then we fell back into this thing again. This time it was a little more complicated because we were much closer friends. Um and it was very much a lot of these things we're talking about, it was a friends with benefits thing. I knew what I wanted it to be. I wanted to be friends with benefits. The other person was not on that same page, but they said that they were the whole time because they wanted to be, because they wanted it to keep going in some way, but they knew that they, they wanted more. And one thing I want to tack on that's interesting about that situation is that, so we, you know, we, at one point, we weren't, we didn't talk for like eight straight months. We were really close friends. And we're actually very close again now and everything was like, okay. But during that time, we had that falling out because, it, it got to this point where it was like, I want more. And I was like, but I don't. And, and it was like, oh, but you led me on. And it was like, no, but I said what I wanted. And they are like, yeah, b- b- but you knew that I wanted more. And it was kind of this back and forth of like, yes, like, we're not mind readers. And I still stand by that. And I, you know, he did apologize to me for like, cutting me off for months, because at the end of the day, it wasn't necessarily my fault. But I, I did know, right? Like, at the end of the day, you also kind of know in the back of your head, like, we're really on the same page probably not and you, you can kind of feel that i think at least i could um and that is something i learned from that experience of like it's kind of worth and it's hard because my thought the whole time was if i pull up like are you sure you're not catching feelings as we're all yeah. talking about it becomes a presumptuous move people are like well are you like, like how do you know Da-da-da. but it's something I, I think if you build up that 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 culture of trust and you approach that in not a way that's like you don't you shouldn't be catching feelings for me but if you bring it up in a way that's like, let's just check in again. Like, are we really on the same page? Like, what do we both want? Like, what do you want? Asking questions rather than saying things. I think it's important to do that if, if you feel that inkling of doubt, because that could have avoided a, a lot of, of drama for me. But this situation is interesting because now moving forward, we're like, you know, we're, we're closer than ever. And we did have this friends with benefits thing. And it did implode and blow up in our faces for months, but now it's okay. And I, it's funny, I i don't even know if the saga of us, you know, being more than just friends is over by any means. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. And that's also, this is the tea about it all. And it's funny, it's like, what is successful? Like, we are friends now. We learned a lot from that experience and the door isn't even fully totally closed. Like, maybe that was a success, even though it was a bumpy road and it was very messy. Mm-hmm. Um, But the other thing. Uh, sorry, I'm talking a lot. But the other vantage point I wanted to add in too is that the biggest problems I think I was having with this re- relationship while it was happening was that I was trying to, without knowing, I was trying to figure out and even explore if I even was a, a monogamous person. And a lot of the, the reason why I didn't want to, like, take that the next step, like, further was not because, like, me and this person were so compatible. We chopped it up. We have we a lot of chemistry, like, mm-hmm. all the same friends, all the same interests. And it wasn't really... In theory, it was like, and I get his frustration because it was like, why wouldn't we just date? Like, yeah, it literally is perfect. And besides the fact that he was white and that creates a lot of complication for me in dating, it also was because I was like, I might be a polyamorous person. I might not be this monogamous person. Like, what, like, do I want to enter this kind of like Mm -hmm. relationship at all? And I didn't have those words in the beginning of college. And looking back now in reflection, that was much more about my issues than anything else. Um, And I guess I just wanted to add like, in that, too, of I personally think a lot of the reason why marriages are ending and people cheat and all these these things happen are because a lot fewer people are monogamous in our world than we say. And people are forced into these monogamous relationships where, like, obviously, when people are really disrespecting each other in the relationship, then you probably just didn't care about that person. But those complex situations where it's like, I really do care about you and and I really do love you. But I'm just not a monogamous person. Those words are rarely ever articulated. And I think mm-hmm. how, allowing people to explore those worlds more would avoid a lot of these 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 moments of like deep heartbreak, cheating, and also these moments of complications and like what do you want? Do you want an exclusive thing, or are we dating, or are we not? So that's also a disadvantage. point I wanted to bring in too, because I think that um, exploring these like non—that's uh, the what I want—non-traditional forms of relationships, I think, really could help alleviate all these like tensions of what people want.
2: I really resonated with that. I think that honesty and communication and being clear about the boundaries repeatedly Mm -hmm. is so important. Just because like, I feel like I've been in a scenario too, where I'm like, okay, I can kind of tell this person is catching feelings, like catching feelings, quote unquote. And I'm like, I didn't approach it as like, are you catching feelings? You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) I think then that makes the conversation very like uncomfortable. But I was like, you know, like, I really like doing this, you know, is this still comfortable for you? And then them co- being vulnerable enough with me, it's honestly about setting up that that level of honesty for them to even open up, be like, you know, like I actually really do like you. And for me, it's always like I didn't start this is a disclaimer. I didn't start dating friends with benefits until recently because I was in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's it was always it's always been a conversation of like hey, I just don't want this in my life because XYZ. i Z. I'm working through monogamy and polygamy and, you know, these, the possessive identity and, and, and nature of relationships um, as we know it. You know, and I think that's why earlier I was like, you know, I couldn't really be in a friends with benefits with someone that I'm not compatible with because honestly, like, I have very deep conversations with my friends with benefits because I feel like I constantly need to, like, make sure we're on the same page and that we are being honest and being respectful of one another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those conversations can be, depending on where you are politically, um, like if you're conservative or maybe even if you're just religious, you won't even be able to like, like, I'm not saying you won't understand it, but you're going to be like, what you're talking about is just like absurd. Mm -hmm. And so if that's how you're seeing it, then that's how you're seeing it. But like, I am also like very aware of why I want a friends with benefits situation. And I'm very honest and open about reaffirming that and recommunicating that throughout the relationship. Hmm.
0: I hear that. I think there's a lot of things there. Um, I think kind of what you were saying earlier, right. Is that not, we don't have to be completely aligned to be like good friends and to be compatible as friends. But I think in general, like politically, yes, but also just a lot of people, the personal is political. So I guess politically in total, right? Like people are just so dismissive of anything that isn't exactly what they think. And I think that's for me, that's an issue. Um, As someone who truly like wants to live authentically for me, that means not knowing everything. Right. And if, I don't know everything that I have to listen to, not even the other side, right? Because I'm not on one side of things. I just have to listen to different viewpoints, right? Because there's so many grids of beliefs and knowledge sources and not having the words for things, right? Like that's one thing, although schooling is a scam and uh, college is not necessary for success, right? And College's classes to tell, there are so many things that I learned in college that I'm so grateful for outside of the classroom, right? Like the experiences that I had, the knowledge that I gained, um, and the people that I met, the resources that I gained, like that's what was worth it in college for me, truthfully. Um, and getting that language, like Khalib was saying, to be able to actually articulate what it is I want to. And kind of circling back to the guy that I was talking about, that he's like more conservative and mixed and whatever. We have a lot of conversations um, because he does not have his degree. And so he will truly just be like, okay, educate me. How is this thing fat phobic? How is this thing transphobic? And it's labor, right? Um, But I signed up for that as someone, when I'm saying, I want you in my life, I enjoy having these conversations. and. You know, people have to do the work. As an ally, I think it is my job to be telling this person what you said is transphobic and this why. It's not the trans person in my life's responsibility to be doing that labor, right? Their existence is labor. So yeah, like, I think he's the first person, honestly, that I have had such different opinions with and that we can still actually be in each other's lives and not every disagreement becomes an argument. And I think having that relationship for me was like, oh shit, this is growth for both of us. Like as people that we can be compatible as friends and also check each other on where we stand on like on what we're saying.
5: Can I ask had like two questions kind of like on that? Um, And it's kind of going back to like, um, like Nani was saying way, way back ago. But basically like, can you have a friends with benefits that's a little bit more romantic, but not necessarily a relationship and kind of into that, um, question, how do y'all personally define like the very different, like nuances of like hookup buddies versus friends with benefits versus like an actual, like we're getting into
0: a relationship. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts on all three of those. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. hookup buddy is purely physical. I don't want to talk to you. You are not sleeping over. I am not linking you to go get food. We are not going on dates. You are my physical partner. We have agreed on this. That's what's up. And we can be exclusive or not exclusive. I don't think exclusivity means more or less. I think you can still be purely physical that, you know, physicality is just what it is. Um, so hookup buddy for me is like, when I hit you up, you know what it is. It's expected that there's some sort of physicality involved. Friends with benefits, like I said, I think is someone that you genuinely want in your life and you also have a physical component of that relationship. Again, that can be exclusive or not. For me, all of my friends with benefits have been exclusive. That's also from a sexual standpoint of like, I just need to know that when we're getting tested, it's just like safe and you know you don't have to get tested every week because you have, have other girls on your couch not not for me um a relationship or like we're getting to know each other i think talking face, which i hate um i hate talking i don't know why that became a term it is a verb but i'm always talking i hate it we're talking it's okay we're always talking um But a romantic relationship is we're both clear on the intent and we both have the same intent. Because if I like you and I'm trying to get to know you, but you don't want to get to know me, I'm on a scavenger hunt. What am I doing? Like that doesn't make sense. It has to be reciprocal. So for me, that's the difference between a hookup buddy, purely physical, friends with benefits. I like you, I want you in my life, and we're physical and a relationship is I want you to be a partner love- be someone
4: that I go through with.
2: I agree with that. I personally am bad at hookup. I don't I don't really like that because I tend to like not appreciate sex as much if I don't know the person. My bad. And um I think as far as friends with benefits. I am very, a very romantic person. Like, I'm just very sensual. And like, especially if we're getting physical. So I think a lot of my friends with benefits have ended up being very romantic. Um, And the way I know, like, I don't really intend, as of now, don't really intend to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend for a very, very long time. Like, if not ever again, like, I actually will probably never use that term again. And I think this helps me with like, defining the difference between the two a life partner for me is someone who I'm talking actively about with building a future together and that's one thing that's really the only distinction that I have between a life partner and a friends with benefits also I'm not introducing you to my family I'm not posting you on social media and I I might introduce you to my friends you know because if we're friends and we're hanging but I think that for me that's really the only distinction because I want my friends to be my friends with benefits to rub my feet while we watch Netflix like, <laughs> I think that that is a very relationshipy thing. But like, you're my friend, so like, you could rub my feet and we could have a little date. Um, but I do think that the aspect of like wanting to build a life in the future, as it's like friends with benefits for me, feels very present and very in the moment. And while relationships are like life partnership, is that as well? It's it's the added component of like, oh, maybe we'll invest together. Maybe we'll buy a house together. Maybe we'll I don't know, have kids, I don't know, that's scary, but um yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's I also think adding to that, adding to what you're saying and add, it made me think about this. I think for me a big distinction is that for friends with benefits, I have an expiration date in mind. I don't have a specific date, but I know this is going to come to an end. If I'm getting to know you, the idea is for me that this will last my life, right? That's my ultimate goal. If I like I'm interested in you as a partner. Like, my goal is not to break up or get divorced. My goal is to build with you and to grow with you. Friends with benefits. That's not. That's not my, my goal. I know our physical component is going to end one day. Our friendship may not, and that's great. But yeah, that's a big distinction for me too.
3: My answer is kind of not really an answering this question. I don't really have one, but. <laughs> okay. But other- thing I wanted to throw into the mix as well is that as I was thinking about this conversation earlier I was thinking a lot about how in the queer community like one of the main jokes we all make is that there's no line between like your friends and also who you hook up with like it's just zero line it's all a mess and part of it is because like I think that definitely changes as you get older but when you're in college and there's like 40 gay people those are all of you your gay friends and also all of you your heads up prospects and also all of your enemies right so you have all these things in such a small group of people I don't want to speak for any other group, too, but there's definitely, like, in terms of, in the, in the, in the world of, of queer women, and, and my friends who have talked about it, it's, like, such a joke that, like, your friend group is also all of your past lovers. And, like, on campus, there was this hilarious, like, event put together by, like, this one girl, and I think it was called Queers for Beers, and it was a bunch of queer women all hanging out and like my friends who went were just like yeah it was so it was hilarious everyone there had hooked up but this is also like the queer women community and like everyone had hooked up with like three people there at least yeah because that's everyone And um, it's just really interesting how you know that when you think about that world oh my god wow. when you think about that world those lines become much more blurred in terms of like what
4: mm-hmm.
3: is a friends with benefits because just different and i don't really have any other like high level thoughts about it but i think it's an interesting, wrench to throw in because kind of changes like how you conceive of where this is going to go mm-hmm. because it could go you could start dating and fall in love and get married we also could remain best friends you also could never talk again and like you kind of started off with any of those options because you were friends originally
4: mm-hmm.
3: and but I think as, as, as we get older and move to cities with larger communities you're not forced to overlap your friendships and your romantic worlds but also it is also a positive thing I think it creates really like beautiful healthy like c- comfortable escapades with people because you know them well and they're in your community and you know are friends so I don't know that's all I really have to say it's not an answer to anyone's question but it's something to add in
0: <laughs> no I appreciate that it makes me think a lot about being a woman of color at a PWI I feel like time you had like BSA mixers, Latinx mixers, things of that nature,
4: mm-hmm. that was the
0: same thing. That was your group of prospects, your exes, your <laughs> friends, your mentor, your this, your that. <laughs> that You're kind of hooked up with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Or we all knew that so and so wanted to get with so and so and he was clueless, but she was on it. And like, there's always, I think, this kind of cohort of understood desirability within different communities.
5: Yeah, echoing kind of off of that, there were times where I was, like, I didn't even realize it It would come to light, like, like weeks later, but, you know, I had hooked up with this one person, and then I hooked up with this other person a little bit later, and then I come to find out, yo, they're homies, oh, it's a whole friend group, oh, it's just because they're all the people of color on campus, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, shit, like. I remember, like, when I was younger, I was, like, I always had, like, this kind of insecurity of being, like, the girl who got with the squad, but then I was, like, it ain't even my fault. (laughs) I'm screaming? (laughs) It's not even my fault. That's how the cookie crumbled, because it was just, like, like y'all said, like, they're your friends, they're also your prospects, and they're also just, like, the community that you spend Mm -hmm. your time with, and I was just, like, it was, uh, I got over it, and I was just, like, this is just funny. I was just, like, oh, y'all are neighbors? Yo, that's girl. funny oh that's funny i was in that room me and desi like, oh. with the
0: same guys on dating apps too which i think is amazing
5: that is the f- it's happened uh, too many times to count.
0: oh guys
5: this is literally so, so funny too because like
3: it's like so common for like people's like hookup pillow talk to literally just be like Can you hook up with this person or that person and you're all just like talking about your experiences like because there's especially like Amongst, like, cis gay men at my school, there was, in my grade, like, there was, like, a crop of 50 who, like, hang out in the same, like, circle. Literally 50 yeah. people. So, that is your pool for four straight years. So, like, and we're in Boston, so it's not like there's any other options outside because it's the whitest town. It's Boston, Kentucky. It's, like, a sick place. So, you, like, it was just interesting because it's such a normal thing. And it wasn't even, like, like, that's something I always think is very interesting amongst like straight people and finding out that there was like a overlap in something, it's usually more of a harrowing thing. And all my friends are always doing it where it's like, that's kind of, you just kind of know you're like, Oh, so I have up with, uh, with Jeffrey or with, uh, Liam or with what's his name or with Devin or with this person. And you're like, yeah, no, yeah. Or I did that. Yes. that, And it's just like, ah, I love it. Like you compare. And it's just so funny because that is messy objectively, but yeah. <laughs> it is also nice that you get to break down this, like, I, I there's definitely a lot less like conceptions of how many people I have you hooked up with, or did you run through any squads? Like if anything, it's like exciting to run through a squad.
4: Ooh, it's <laughs> because exciting.
3: it's probably what you had to do anyway, <laughs> because of okay. the community
4: that you're in.
0: This, okay. This brings me back to one of the questions that was asked in the first episode. Are you comfortable talking with your current friends with benefits about other hookups? If you are listening to me right now, that means you've officially made it halfway through our Friends with Benefits series slash conversation. With such a thoughtful and fun group of people, we really could go on for hours and we did tune in on monday to hear the rest of our convo where we keep answering questions talk all things monogamy and polyamory and social contracts and cheating please support all of my lovely friends and guests who were a part of this conversation all of their info will be linked in the bio as always use the submission form to submit questions and scenarios you want me to speak on and follow me on insta to stay up to date with the podcast and without further ado Love and light, beautiful people.